podcast, Traveling Better, with ModHop.com founder Jake Redman and travel junkie Anthony Ryan. Oh, God, is it snowing? It was. Oh. Oh, it stopped. Thank God. I think, I think it's going to snow again later. I don't know. I like it. Weather brought to you by... Yeah, I'm really excited this week because uh, Laura Stiles is back on uh, the podcast. I cannot wait. She was one of my favorite She's guests. waiting right outside. She's going to tell us about her recent jump to Mexico City. Lots of fun stories, some good advice, and I'm guessing even something creepy. Oh, can't wait for this. <laughs> it's funny how you replied to that kind of creepy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you found an article about uh, airlines. What are the airlines' worst slogans? Yeah. I was just searching around, you know, as one does on the internet, and I uh, came upon this uh, article by stuff.com, or actually stuff.co.nz. So it's a New Zealand site. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon so. So let's and tread so lightly the- into some of these slogans. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the... Article is the world's worst airline slogans, and boy, it's a hoot. It sure is. <laughs> my fr- the first one is one of my favorites. It says Tajik Air, and their slogan is National Airline of Tajikistan. <laughs> I love the description. Many of the worst slogans are phenomenally boring and essentially just passion-free dictionary descriptions. There it is. And that is exactly what this is. Yeah, come on, guys, come up with something. Well, let's. There's there's a few, there are a few in here that are something. Yes, yes. Let's But something bad. Let's skip over to say ooh, Yeti Airlines. What's the slogan? You come first. Yeah. Syrian Air. Syrian Air means safety. Oh, an old continental one was down there too. It was called what did they say? We really we really move our tails for you. Yeah. A little bit sexist if you ask me. A little bit. We watched the commercial. That was from the 70s. We watched the commercial and it wasn't as sexist as, as you might imagine for that time. Yeah. But still, just it implies something. <laughs> there was one more that I liked. Oh, uh, you probably liked. Oh, po- uh, a lot Polish. You choose the direction. <laughs> Go right. this way, Captain. Yeah. There's too many people on the plane to try and decide all at once. Well, then. Imagine everybody just got on the plane and then you had to de- decide. You all had, like a jury, you all had to come to a... What if you had a hung jury? A common direction. You just, you just like circle the airways? Well, then we come back to you come first. Wow. Well, then. Let's get to the news. Uh, WestJet Airlines is adding some new routes to U.S. cities. Tell me what they are. Seasonal service from Calgary to Austin on 737s beginning March 2nd, and from Calgary to Portland, Oregon on turboprops from April 29th. Have you ever flown on a turboprop, like a Dash 8? I'm Googling it. Does the thought. Turboprop. The ones with the spinny propellers on the either side. I have been on them. In but not here in the U.S. Oh, okay. Overseas, where they're... Philippines? Fairly prevalent, yes. Yeah. Island hopping, you know how it is. Uh, the Canadian carrier is a, a favorite of mine for the casual and fun, but not too fun onboard service. Why? Well, they're just... They've got that super friendly, casual kind of atmosphere. They create that kind of atmosphere without rapping or singing the safety instructions. Oh, so not like Southwest? Yeah, they're, nobody's nobody's trying to to be a jokey pilot. They're just having fun up there. Yeah, they're just enjoying themselves. Uh, I actually like their marketing a lot. They've done a lot of things, at least over the holidays. They did a viral video a few years ago uh, where they had an interactive video screen where you told the Santa what you wanted for Christmas. And then when the passengers got to their destination and went to baggage claim, the what they asked for actually came out of the baggage claim. Well, really? Yeah. So if one guy, I think, asked for a big screen TV, and a big screen TV comes rolling into that. That was them? Yeah. 
I think I remember that. I remember that. Some, Do you? Yeah. Remember that time? Yeah, I remember that time. Was like <laughs> Do you a, remember that? A bit of time ago. <laughs> Do you remember that Chris Farley character from SNL? Where he would do, do interviews, or was like a he was doing like a cable like, access show, and cool. he's like, "Remember the time <laughs> yeah. you did the the thing, and there was that yeah. video? This is awesome." That's my Chris Farley, pretty bad. Yeah, uh, I thought he was here. Guess what? The Washington state economy got a feel good moment this week when British Airways announced an enormous order, at least I think it's enormous, of forty two next gen. 777 model airplanes. The 777X models will have a good number of features that will benefit the airline's operations and bottom line. Newer composite materials that make up much of the aircraft are lighter than the 747s that these will be replacing. Also, folding wingtips. What? Yeah, those are going to help the planes navigate tight spots at crowded airports. If you're looking to get some time on a British Airways 747, you still got some time. Delivery of these new planes begins in 2022. Folding wingtips, that's the future, man. And British Airways, one of the last big operators of the 747. So you might, uh, I mean, Lufthansa's got the newer generation 747s, but still you're slowly running out of time. And the A380 is not going to be around after 10, 15 years, I don't think, either. It's the end of an era, man. Yep. Big airplanes. Trading big for efficient and yeah. maybe faster. Uh, if you are a fan or were a fan of Virgin America and were hoping that Alaska Airlines might keep some of the same aesthetic, well, they did, but basically just the mood lighting. The purple? The purple, yeah. The it's actually I think they're going to update it so that it has it's sort of timed with your circadian rhythms oh, okay. for those long Alaska Airlines flights. I guess for the uh, for the transcons it, it helps. The airline just unveiled the new cabin design in a short demo flight recently from where we sit, which is right here. It looks pretty basic. More seats have been jammed into first class, but it appears a heck of a lot tighter than what we had with Virgin. The only added perk here is that the seats have memory foam. Oh wow! But who's it remembering? <laughs> the seatback entertainment. Right. The seatback entertainment is gone, replaced with tablet holders that'll hold your personal device. To it, you can stream free GoGo-powered onboard entertainment via the airline's app. Thankfully, everyone gets a power outlet. I don't want to sit in someone else's seat. I don't want to watch you know a I mean? tiny screen either. Oh man! So I'm not really excited about these. Uh, you can take a look for yourself. It's not terrible. It's just more super basic. Uh, I'll link to the airline's online pitch. Via the show links at modhop.com. .com. Should we let her in? Uh, there she is. She's patiently waiting. Laura Styles is going to come in here and talk about Mexico City. I've been waiting to hear about this trip for a long time, so stand by for like 10 seconds. Maybe less. Yeah. The Mod Hop Podcast with Jake Redman and Anthony Ryan. Hey. Hi. Laura Styles oh, is her. back. No, I'm not talking about you. <laughs> Anthony Ryan's back, of course. Anthony, uh, don't try to take my shine. Yeah, exactly. This was Laura's moment. You ruined it. So sorry. I'm leaving. So, Laura, last time you were here, uh, you were about to hop to Mexico City and the main event, a visit to the house of uh, artist Frida Kahlo. Let, let's talk all about Mexico, how you got there. L let's set it up. How'd you get there? This is my this is my section where I talk about what kind of airplane did you fly, and you yeah. said I don't know it was an airplane. <laughs> okay, so um, Mexico City was like a random trip that I planned with my friends that I grew up with, and uh, my friends that live in LA. So we um, were like we were big fans of Frida Kahlo. So I was like, guys, I really want to go to Casa Azul. That's what's called Blue House. 
that's where Frida, uh, Frida's house where she grew up. And now it's a really famous museum. So all of us were kind of like, all right, well, how about we all meet in Mexico City? So my, two of my friends flew in from Los Angeles and Palm Springs. And then um, I, I, I uh, came from New York. My other friend came from Boston. And then um, my girlfriend came with me. So we all met up and we stayed in Mexico City at this place called Flow Suites Condesa which was actually a really cute boutique hotel. It and sounds very hip and modern. Yeah. I did JetBlue. I oh, flew okay. JetBlue. Yeah. And it was cool. I mean, I love JetBlue. Yeah, it's hard not to, to like JetBlue. And especially, uh, do they have directs from not, yeah. from New York? Yep. Okay. I did a direct flight. Um, Flow um, Flo Suites Condesa, which is right in the heart of Mexico City. Cute boutique hotel. Like, I, re- I fully recommend it. Like just really, really nice. Um, so I all my we basically booked up all the rooms because it's only like I think it's like it was like four floors, two two uh, two rooms each. Well, how many people were in your party? Uh, one, two. Uh, it was three. It was five of us in total. A lot. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Flo con desa. Yeah. So um, it was we were right back in the middle of Mexico City. Um, it's nice. Yeah, it's cute. It was really cute. And we walked around. Okay, so are you guys ready? Do you guys want to get... Do you want me to tell you, like, what happened to my friends there? Oh, boy. Like, the good I, and the bad? I guess so. They they came home safely, right? Yeah. They did. Okay. So, maybe, so this is really funny. So two of my boys that went over there, um, they were like, all right, cool. We're going to get there on Thursday. And they're like, um, we're going to go. We'll meet you over there. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get there Friday because I'm only going for the weekend, right? And I took one day off of work. And so I guess like my friends knew some like fashion bloggers over there who like invited them to like this really cool like mansion party with all these like Mexican telenovela people. And like, you know, they did it up in a mansion. Like it was like an awesome experience. So they got super crazy and they're like, let's go to the strip club. Oh, boy. So first of all, I told my friend. You okay? know, a good story is coming up when <laughs> yes. let's go to the strip club. So is I involved. told my friend when you go to Mexico City, I was like, don't go wearing your Balenciaga and your Versace. Like, just be regular. Right. Of course, my friends don't know how to be regular. And he was wearing like this big fur Supreme jacket and like these off white pants. And when I tell you, it looked like like a uh, hype beast label just threw up on him. <laughs> and I was like, this is not my idea of you b- keeping it subtle. Like what is wrong with you? So he was dressed all like labeled out. Going to the strip club. Yes. Kay. Okay. Then he decides they were wasted. So he decides he wants to pop bottles. Right. Yeah. So, cause it's cheap. You know what I mean? So he's popping bottles and then he goes off and decides to get like a, a g- private dance from some dude or whatever. Next thing you know, he comes out screaming and like, oh my God, and crying hysterically, running to my other friend, like, you gotta give me $600. You gotta give me $600. <laughs> so apparently, okay. Just for, for context, just so everybody knows, Anthony's moved far away from the microphone with a horrified look on his face. <laughs> I don't even wanna hear this. Okay, continue. So, wait, you want me to stop? Do you no, need no, a no, 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 I'm joking. <laughs> so then he says that the a stripper called the police. Because apparently he wasn't happy with how much he tipped him and accused him of having drugs. So the cop goes up to him. They had taken his little man purse and they were like, you know, something, something. Because he didn't know because he was like, he doesn't really speak English. I mean, Spanish that well. Right. He's like something about me not paying. And I was like, well, did you pay him? And he was like, yeah. I was like, I don't think you paid him enough. 
So the cop goes into his pocket and he's like, what about this? And pulls out a bag of cocaine. Oh, man. That wasn't his. Oh, no. So he was like, in order for you to get your, to, for us to let you go, you got to pay him off. So he ended up collecting money from all our friends, had to give the cop $500 for him to get, like, let go. When, and they did took, the, does the cop name an amount in that situation? Like, it's going to arbitrarily throw a you number out there. You just have to sort of guess so and hope it's enough. So I'm assuming he might have said something. I don't know, because he paid him off with 500 bucks, and they kept his little man purse, and he was pissed. So he was completely traumatized. So what was the net value of the tech? How much was the man purse worth? I think it was, like, I think it was, like, a little Gucci purse or something. It was expensive. Oh, so. And he grand. had some credit cards in there. <laughs> Luckily, he didn't, he, and his ID, but he didn't have his passport on him, thank God, because I told him not to carry it. So, whatever. So, that happened to him. He was completely traumatized, and he doesn't really, he only travels to, like, you know, Paris and, like, very first world. So, he didn't listen to me, okay? So, fine. So, I get there the next day. They're, they tell me, they're telling me the story over some incredible tacos right. down this block from the hotel. So, I was like, all right, well, Don't no. minimize the incredible tacos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> that's, incredible that's, that's tacos. So, when I got there, I was like, all right, well. We're not going to be doing any of that. Like, let's just chill out. How right. about that? And just take it easy. We're here for Frida. Damn it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and no. I, even when you're in the States, you plan what you're going to bring to the strip club, I think. You yes. know, you, do, you go even like you go with a certain amount of money. Yes. And no valuables other than the certain amount of money. And then it's like, don't to me, it's like, OK, don't go to a Mexican strip club, like just flashing money around, popping bottles. And then you're wearing like every single name brand there is. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, hold on, I'm running this down. Right? You're such a target <laughs> for to get, you know, scam. So, you know, whatever. Again, true for anyone. Really? Yes. Thank you. Like, what's wrong with you? Anyway, so the, the next day that I arrived, they tell me all the tea, all the gossip on what happened. We have some tacos um, in the neighborhood. So one thing about Mexico City, there's a really interesting um, Arabic population there. So there was oh, a really? lot. Yeah, there was a lot of like little stands that had like chicken shawarma tacos. Oh, cool. Whoa. And so it's like fusion. That amazing. And it was amazing. I had this like, um, they, it was like chicken shawarma slash al pastor. So you had the pineapple on top, like slow roasted and like dripping down. And it was like this sweet deliciousness. Like I, it's whoa. I got to tell you, I'm, I'm doing this keto diet right now. <laughs> and the more you talk about this food, the I more I just want to leave and it's, go to curl up and take a nap and it forget was so that good. this even happened. Yeah, and and Mexico City is just has a lot of really really dope restaurants. Again, another place that uh, that that chefs go down there and just kind of like um, get like a you know a apprentice apprenticeships at some of these restaurants to like learn. You know, again like. Every other uh, country that I've been to, their food is kind of complex. And, like, mm. you learn a lot about how to use their spices. And, and it was to die for. Like, everything I had in Mexico City was really, And you're really, talking really... from everywhere from street-like yes. food to the higher-end dining. Yeah. It's all, it was all pretty Yeah, I mean, obviously, legit. you're always going to take a chance if you're eating street food. So you yeah. can kind of look at it and be like, I could do this, you know? Because there's some stuff that I was like, I'm not doing that. Yeah, you can usually tell, too. It's A, a lot of the street food that I've come across is is very well cooked. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I, and I feel like I've never really had a problem with most street food except you know like you said you i mean you kind of have to keep an eye yeah you have to uh, you know a critical eye and if yeah. it's not something you would normally trust you know what I mean? right 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 so um, you can see them cooking it yeah exactly <laughs> so, so you kind of get can, an idea yeah, of you, what you, it's gonna be you know what you're getting like if it already looks suspect as they're cooking then maybe it's not for you but yeah. you would do yourself a disservice if you don't try some of the street food though because it's so good 
Yeah, like, I don't know why you wouldn't. Yeah, so I had, and in the street, I also had like, you know, the Mexican corn with like the mayo and like the cheese. It was so bomb. <laughs> yes. Sweet corn. It was so he, good. He's with a little leave cayenne now. pepper and spices. It was bomb. So I had booked the tickets. <laughs> Jake is daydreaming right now. Are we, are we out of the food section? Okay, I know. Okay, how'd you book the tickets? So, um, I suggest to anyone that's going to go to Mexico City, you have to book your tickets in advance for Casa Azul because the line is bonkers down the block. So luckily, really? I already I pre-bought the tickets and you can buy them online. I mean, the site's in Spanish, so just have someone help you out. Or Google Translate. Yeah, Google yeah. Translate. And I don't remember how much it was. I think it was like, I don't know, like maybe like 20 bucks or something. You know, it's not expensive. Right. And it was, if you are a fan Frida Kahlo, and even if just to go and just just to check out, it was incredible. I remember at the time we talked last time, I I, I had almost zero percent of her story yeah. in my head, um, and I remember you had high expectations yeah. of this place, and you were really excited to go. Did it live up to it, that? It absolutely did. So everything is pretty much intact, like how the family like left it, and they do a really good job of like keeping it clean and preserving everything. Like the kitchen is a typical like nineteen thirties like. Mexico City like kitchen with all like the uh, the clay pots and like and and the towel work and the colors that they use and one thing that was really really ill about um about this museum was that uh the bedrooms are really small by the way I was really I was looking at him like these bedrooms are tiny you know and a husband and wife didn't always sleep in the same room sometimes they were separate yeah in twin beds the beds were tiny too my so, wife wishes we would do that sometimes <laughs> yeah so what my favorite part of the museum was her art studio so they had like her wheelchair they had her easels and they had all these like used paint tubes and like all her tools that she used to create and there's like a really strange energy in that house Really? And listen, I'm very much about like energy and Did I, it feel I, negative or So everything was really like on a high. It was very positive, but there were certain parts of it like especially when you got to like Diego, her husband and if you know story was didn't always end well, was a little dark sometimes. Okay. And it was really cool though, like just to experience it and it's a lot of plants, a lot of vibrant colors. Um when you walk into our art studio, it's just really breathtaking. Because you really, you really stepped into 1930s. Like Did you, you feel more like, you, you know, there's some museums kind of overdo the museum side of things and it yeah. feels more like a museum than like you're actually walking through somebody's house. Did it feel like you were in her home? Yes. Or- Okay. I'll give you that. Yes, yeah. it absolutely did. So they they had one part that was really cool that was um that was more museum-y. Yeah. <laughs> that felt more like a yeah. museum. So um Frida's clothes, like her gowns and a lot of her personal items were locked away for a really long time after she passed away. So when I went in October 2018, they were all on display and it was these incredible like um just gowns from like designers that had gifted her and um, they had, um, I think it was Pablo Picasso who had given her a pair of earrings when she had like a show in uh, Paris. They had the earrings there. Oh, yeah. Actually, I think I saw that on your yeah. Instagram too. I remember that. I they had Pablo her Picasso. perfume. That was notable. Which, yeah. And they, they had like a perfume. It was like a bottle of like Chanel number no. five from back then. Wow. And she had like Revlon makeup. You know what I mean? Just to see like, old, like how... It's like old nail polish and lipstick and like in the packaging of, of uh, you know, 1930s, 40s. And 
it just was it was awesome. It was really, really cool. And I recommend you go because it was it's, it was just the highlight of my trip. How far in advance did you book this? I booked the it was we did it within a month, a month before we left. OK, so you just give yourself a little bit of time. And yeah, get the tickets and things. It's like, very uh, popular. It's one of Mexico City's main attractions. So the line was really long for people who didn't buy tickets. Even us, we had tickets and we waited for maybe like 30, 30, 30 minutes in line. What I do like about it, they don't just like let everyone in at a time. It's timed. Oh, so like every half hour they let a certain yeah, amount of people yeah, in? Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. So, so they get you through. Yeah, but you, you, you're you not like, How you much know, time do you actually spend inside the house? I think it was for about an hour. Okay, so enough yeah. time to, yeah. to take everything Yeah, no, you have in. more yeah. than enough time. Yeah. Or maybe even a little less, like with the gift shop and everything. But, so I'm planning to go back because there's a second house that, um, that I wanted to see, which is like... Um, it's a joint house. It's Diego and Frida's house that they bought together or they built together. So it's just really cool because when you look at the architecture, I'm like from back, you know, like how do they, it's very progressive the way they, they put it all together. So it's two homes at, and, and it's joined by a bridge in the middle. Oh, cool. Because they, did they live separately? They loved each other, but they needed their own space, Yeah, which I was like pretty cool in a way, yeah, you know? That's definitely progressive. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Again, a way my wife would like to live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was... um. Do you feel like you got uh, a, a good taste of Mexico City for those few days that you were I there? I totally did. You can totally do Mexico City on a weekend. Like, that was my only, like, plan. And other than that, we just uh, looked up really cool restaurants. There was a restaurant that we didn't get to, like, my, my boy had made reservations for us in advance. And we ended up, like, going to, like, local bars and then getting drunk there. So we were like, ah, forget it. We're having <laughs> too much fun here. And we decided to trade in, like, gourmet dining for, like, street food. Um, but it was, you know what, not, very, a, not a bad idea. Yeah. I mean, it feels mad. sometimes you, it, those, uh, plans that get sort of hijacked by cool local stuff is totally worth it. Yeah. So just be open to that. But I had a ball, like I, I just had an incredible time. So Sochi Miracle Mexico was so dope because what it is, it's like a, a canal, right? And they have all these multicolor boats and you pay per hour and it's maybe like, 30 bucks an hour, like for you and the crew. So it's like, we were like, it was five of us and we had met up with my friend's girlfriends over there. So it was a total of like maybe 10. So you pay 30 bucks an hour, BYOB and BYOS, bring your own snacks. (laughs) And, or you can um, let them know that you want some tacos or and they'll bring them whatever on board, you or... just pay. I mean, it's... are there vendors that that sort of float up by you? Is it kind of like totally. Thailand in that way? Totally, and you can buy a taco from a boat. Totally, you yeah. can totally do that. You can buy um, a couple of tacos. Uh, obviously, they're going to be a little bit more expensive than the regular cheapies that you of pay. Course, yeah. But um, does this at all feel too like touristy? Kind of like the paddle bars you know that what? you see in some city, or yeah, is this... you know what? It didn't. It actually gave me a really cool local feel because this is actually a pretty local place. Yeah. So it's all these like young like uh, Mexican teenagers and oh, families. Okay. So it wasn't that many tourists there. Oh, great! And everyone just parties on the boat and hangs out there. So while we were doing this, we go by this um, <laughs> we go by this like uh, area in the canal where I see a bunch of like these old like doll heads and dolls like on creepy, creepy dolls just hanging in. And can you please look up creepy doll Xochimilco? I think it's called Doll Island. Doll Island, maybe. Oh, yes. The Island of Dolls. So this is a real thing. It wasn't just some crazy person's house. Okay, so I thought it was a crazy person's house. Yeah. And then I got like the darkest feeling like when we were by there and I was like, this is creepy. It's a bunch of old filthy dolls. I wouldn't... Doesn't this look like something out of a horror movie? Yeah. Yeah. 
So, guys, there's, there's actually like, a place like this near our house. There's a history behind this. So, apparently, like, I don't know how many years ago, like, they found, like, a little girl that drowned oh with her my. doll. Like, a little, like, five-year-old girl who drowned with her doll. And, ooh, it's <laughs> creepy. These pictures are disturbing. Oh, my God. Very disturbing. What are we looking at? So, your fun party boat... <laughs> Good time afternoon went by this. Yes. All right. And, and mind you, oh, mind you, I didn't know any of this history while I was in my little party boat, so I wasn't disturbed at the time. I just took a mental note of how creepy it was, and I was like, let's just keep it moving. Yeah. Then afterwards, I talked about it on my podcast, Improper Etiquette, and people started sending me links. You're like, you went to the, uh, you know, uh, uh, Isla de Muñecas, and I started reading. I'm like, bro, this is scary yeah. as. Hell. I'm glad it didn't ruin the vacation at the time because this nightmares isn't it creepy? Getting clo- a close look at this, uh, just Google yeah. images. How would you is describe creepy. this? <laughs> well, if you're if you're uh, listening just, to this podcast, I think at night. dark is good enough because this is this is pretty dark. <laughs> so thank God I, I wasn't up on game when I was like doing my party bus, so I didn't even didn't phase me. I just took a mental note, and then later I got freaked out. So. <laughs> What's this picture with this guy here? So, uh, I think that's probably the man. Maybe that's okay. the man who puts the doll cool. heads up, yeah. Yeah, so then later on, oh yeah, so to commemorate her, he's, any any doll that he found, he would just put it up there. And I think, Oh, this is the story. Yeah, oh, this, and okay. then I, I think like later on, he was found like dead also like in in the in the in the pond with Jeez. the dolls all right they're gonna need a creepy man head i know i know i know it's creepy 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 so but just when go- you're in mexico city <laughs> creepy doll head island yeah yeah i mean that's something you just might uh, like pass by if you're in xochimilco but i do recommend xochimilco to anybody who's like down because well, it, it looks otherwise pretty fun it looks like you stop, stop showing the pictures <laughs> oh we let we, we let anthony loose on google uh, so, do not um, look this up at night, people. No. So the cool part of going to um, um, Mexico City too is like I went to like a park, a central park that was there that was right by um, Frida Kahlo's uh, Casa Azul. It's like maybe two blocks from there. Mm-hmm. And because while we were waiting, the, the guy was like, "You guys can go to the park and go check out the the, the central market." So we went to like the central market, and it was awesome, man. It was like you know, like a typical like, like marketplace. Uh, no, it was actually closed. Oh, it was okay. But you walk in and it's like everything that you can think of, from sugar skulls to like ponchos to like flowers to like you know. Is there a spices. food market at all? Yes, and the food market. That oh good. my goodness! Wow. They had like a seafood bar. They had ceviche bars. Oh come on again! Why did I'm the one that I'm the one that put us back on this track? Yeah, I, blame, I have no one to blame but myself. Incredible, so. like shrimp ceviche tostadas or like fish tostadas, and I had one and it was so good, like food from every like different regions of Mexico. So they had like a mole area where you can have like mole, which is like are you guys familiar with mole? Yeah. So I kept buying like little bites just to taste because I'm like, even though I was already, I'm like, I'm stuffed, but I'm like, I need to try this. Right. And so it was so good. One of your best food trips. Oh, it's hard, man, because it's so different. But I think Mexico is probably one of the places that I've explored the most. Growing up in Los Angeles, um, my parents would just kind of like get in the car and we would drive to like Baja or Tijuana or Ensenada. And it's very like, you know, a lot of seafood. And then Guatemala borders uh, Puebla. Um, I don't know if you can zoom in there. So one of the, uh, and I think it's Chiapas and, and around that area. But this area right here is like Chiapas and like and, and like Puebla. So my family's from Guatemala and my step-grandfather, he lived in Chiapas. So we would go to Mexico to go see him. So, and, and besides like the Cancuns and the Playa, um, Isla Mujeres and all of that, 
I've been to, uh, yeah, and I had been to, they used to call it Distrito Federal. Uh, DF was like the nickname for the capital, Mexico City. That was like the local name they used to call it back in the day. Um, I will tell you this. You just have to do your research on what area of Mexico you're going. Because all my friends are like, don't go to Mexico. You're going to lose your head. You know, um, I booked my taxi from the airport. So you uh, you have to do your research. Uh, I wouldn't do just lo- the local pink cabs that are floating around, like you know, like how you hop on a yellow cab in New York City. Right. Don't do that because so they're... book your book your transportation. Yeah, in book your transportation with... in advance. Always like your hotel, like will book it for you. Uber works over there. So what I try to do is like I try to book my my local transportation with the hotel as much as I could. And whenever I was out and about, I booked an Uber to go- get back. But you even with your Uber, you want to just kind of like just double check everything and make sure that that's your driver because there is a lot of foul things that happen in Mexico City, you know, a lot of kidnapping and stuff like that. So even if you can communicate, like if you speak Spanish, they'll know you're a tourist. Yeah, you just have to kind of like, you know, like if my friends would have been the ones that were doing most of the talking because they're Puerto Rican or and Dominican, like you can tell. So they, you'll be like tourists, you know. At least with me, I know a little bit of like the lingo and like the slang, and I was be able, I was able to be okay, you know. But even me, I was like, you know, I'm making sure that everything is like, you know, they know I'm not a local, you know. So for those people who are listening, who are thinking about traveling to Mexico, but they hear things, yeah, about their safety, they they're not sure if they should go. What do you say to those people? So here's the deal. There's danger everywhere. You know, you just have to be completely smart about what you're trying to do. Like like I, I've said before, just look up everywhere that you're going. The Internet's beautiful because you can just look up, get reviews, um, the good and the bad, you know, and you yeah. and you figure it out for yourself. Like, OK, is this for me? But don't let that like just well, and I, stop I, you from traveling, man, because it's so beautiful. Like Mexico City is alive and full of culture. And well, it's if you so travel, fun. if you travel even within the United States, you look into the neighborhoods you're Hello? not supposed to go in. Thank you. In, in yeah. any place that you go, it's the same is true for where you when you go to Mexico. Mexico. Mexico, <laughs> Mexico City. <laughs> I'm thinking about hungry. food. He's still thinking about that corn. And, and I just had lunch too, which is the crazy <laughs> thing. It's just imagine if you had, we had, had done this salad. before lunch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but. Yeah, oh, whether but... it's Mexico City or anywhere in particular in Mexico, I remember we went to Cabo. Cabo's yeah. innocent enough, and if you yeah. if, if you venture a little too far up that way, it might be a little bit dangerous. Yeah, but, uh, you so know... like if you want to try, like I think it, for a first time you could try doing the resorts. You know, I've stayed at Moon Palace in Cancun, and that was nice. And and they'll tell you, okay, check this place out. Like I ventured off a little bit, but they're like, this is safe. Don't do this. Like they're pretty much well, we'll keep it real with you. So I just say do your research, but with Mexico City, I just planned it on my own. Right. I I looked for the place. I looked for hotels near. Um. The, I centered it around my visit to Casa Azul to Frida's museum, and I had an incredible time. I think I'm gonna have you plan my next vacation. <laughs> Because it sounds like... Just like, take us with you. <laughs> I think part of my problem is I never stay long enough and it's... No, you're the king of like just jetting in and out literally for like not even a day. I'm going to go to... I'm going to Switzerland for two whole days. Oh, wow. In, uh, in a couple of... In about a month. Yeah. So this is the longest... Uh, <laughs> It's the longest place I've stayed in probably two years. Kids, you know, they do that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was, it was, it's cool, man. I, I, Mexico City is incredible food, good drinks. Like if you, you want amazing street food, the, the, everyone was really, really cool. I went to like local bars that were super friendly. You How did you wander into these local bars? Were there people so, that told you about things yes. or that so was I it asked, locals I, that told you? Yeah, I asked like the people who worked at the hotel if they recommended anybody. And when I went to that bar, I'm like, hey, you recommend any other spots that we should check out? I kind of just like make conversation. Yeah. 
And it was a combination of making conversation and um, and doing my own research. Do you, uh, when you ask for advice from people who work at the hotel, do you always trust what they're what they say, or do you think they have some sort of partnership with the bar or restaurant they? Uh, well, they it send depends. You to? They send me to a, like a bar that sounds just like I don't know, like Senior Frogs or something like that. I'd be like, <laughs> oh all right, gosh. well, I'm not interested in going to Senior Frogs. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And um, so then I'd be like, okay, I don't want something like Senior Frogs. How about something local that you would go to? So I kind of like make conversation and just figure it out. But like I said, I take their word and then I do my own research on yeah. it. I find that you get a little bit of both. It depends on where you are and who you're talking to. And I think how long you take getting to know those people. Yeah, I think yeah, if yeah. by the third day, you know the front desk guy yeah. pretty well and you can kind of get in his brain and be like, okay, really, where do you hang out? Yeah, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? So, um, and I used to do that before I started going on these six hour trips. <laughs> But Jake but I get so crazy. <laughs> I know I'm insane. But I get what you mean. You, if you talk and really get to know people wherever you are, you'll yeah. you'll get the right places. So oh, incredible food in Mexico City. Oh, man. Come on with the food, Laura. Sorry, because that should make you want to go and. Just I know stay it there. does. I want to go. I've, and- I should have gone to Mexico City by the time this. And uh, I will tell you this: it's an awesome weekend trip. Like if you're in New York, even in LA, it's an awesome weekend trip to take. I think especially LA because it's a quicker trip. Uh, New York maybe a long weekend because the flights are relatively quick. If you can do LA yeah. from New York or vice versa, yeah. over a weekend, then yeah. you can probably do Mexico City. I flew in on a red eye last night. Like I was, I was in LA for the weekend, and I just yeah. jumped on a plane and got back. But Mexico City, I did. I left Friday, Friday morning. And then I came back I, on Monday. Okay, so that was a pretty yeah. quick trip. Yeah. But I, I truly recommend it, man. Like, ch- check out Mexico City. A friend of mine took a trip afterwards. He had never been. And he went with his son. And he told me he had a blast. So he has a uh, five-year-old. So he just went with his son and went to go check out a bunch of cool museums and, you know, did a lot of daytime stuff with the kid. Other than the uh, the second Frida Kahlo house, is there maybe one or two other things that you want to visit next time you're there? You, I don't know about Xochimilco until I got there. Oh, really? So um, it's like a friend of the friend told me. So next time I go, I'm definitely going to find out what else I should definitely you know, like get involved in because I kind of just had one plan because I knew it was such a short trip yeah. so I said I'm just kind of going to wander around and figure yeah. it out while I'm there I was going to I always look up some cool museums and stuff like that and um, so my friend's friends are the ones who told me about Xochimilco and that's why I was like this is the best thing ever I had a great time yeah. dolls and all but dolls that's kind of how I like to do it too. It's like dolls you go for all. one thing. Oh, the dolls! <laughs> so creepy. Well, I'm now uh, creeped out and hungry. Yeah. So, but thanks again for stopping in. I can't wait to hear what you have to say about a with Taipei. We yes. still have to talk about and where you, oh and Cuba. Cuba and you're going to Cuba. Oh that's gosh. gonna be amazing. So, tune in again to the Laura Styles Travel Podcast <laughs> next time on the Mod Hop Podcast. Thanks. Thank you. Bye, guys.